Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back and listening. So for this week's episode, it is a little more of a deep subject. So I just wanted to state that at first. Um, It is about pornography, and that can be a very, very touchy subject. It can be uncomfortable for people. It can be awkward for people, but I just want this to be a discussion that is being made because I don't believe it's made enough. And we do feel rather uncomfortable about it because I think people have made it become a very uncomfortable subject, which it is. But I also want this to be a safe place where we can talk about the subject um, and to just be honest and be real and just let the Holy Spirit lead however he desires in this moment. So like I said, um, I, I don't want this to be an awkward time. I want this to feel just like a safe environment where we can talk about the subject because I feel like the church has made it become something um, that's like, oh, you did that. Well, wow, you're such a terrible sinner. Um, and so I'm going to be diving into all of those lies, all of those facts, and we're just going to kind of dissect each thing um, because this has been a part of my journey, a part of my story. And on um, the next episode, or maybe it'll be the episode after next week's episode, if that makes sense. So two episodes from now, um, I will be diving more into my story of how I got introduced to pornography, how I have fought this temptation, how I've been set free and how the Lord has been using this part of my story to help others. Um, And so that will be in part two, as well as answering your guys' questions from Instagram, if you asked any questions on there. Um, This episode is going to be more of the informational type thing. So I'm going to be sharing a lot of facts. Uh, I think it's really important for us to learn the facts before um, we start diving into people's stories or, you know, okay, how can we fight this? Because if you don't have that foundation and if you don't know truly what's going on, then how can you fight against it? And so that's kind of what this episode is going to be about. It is a very serious thing, but I feel like um, the church specifically, not all churches, but there have been a lot that put so much shame on those who have participated in watching these videos, and I don't want that to be this kind of place. So just know if you're listening to this, whether you have experienced watching porn, whether uh, you've been tempted, whether you've tried it but it hasn't worked, whether you have a friend or a family member that's going through it but you're not currently Whatever the case may be, just know that that's where my heart is from, uh, coming from in this episode. I really just want it to come out of love and not out of uh, condemnation. So to first off share, um, it has been said that one in three web searches are for porn. Okay, let that seek in. One in three. That's like, that's not half, but it's pretty close to all the web searches in the world. And we know how big the internet is. Now, these porn websites get more visitors than Amazon, Netflix, and Twitter combined a month. That's crazy. Those three organizations are huge. And yet, 
Combine all of them together, all three of those organizations, and porn websites get more visitors than that in a month. And kids as young as five and six stumble upon porn. That's such a young age, guys. Kids 13 and up are regular visitors to porn. This is the leading tool that is being used for sex education and sexuality. If you are here listening because you want to help your friend or family member out with the struggle, then get ready to do some thinking, like I said in the beginning. And if you are currently struggling with watching porn, like I said, I want you to know why people make such a big fuss about it. You may be thinking like, okay, but it's really just not a big deal. Or, you know, why why do people say it's a sin? You know, there are definitely those type thoughts, but just know that those are not true. They're, they are lies because this is a big deal. And um, this is something that we all need to be talking about more. And uh, we should be stop watching these videos. And we need to um, truly just let these, these facts sink in. So if you are currently watching... Um, and you don't feel like you need to stop, or maybe on the flip side, you feel shame and you don't know how to stop, uh, this episode, as well as part two, the next, or in two episodes, <laughs> whenever part two comes out, these episodes will definitely be for you. So research shows that 60% of people who watch porn feel shameful for their actions. Friend, if this is you, can I be the first one to tell you that first of all, you're going to be Okay. But second of all, if you have watched this, please do not feel shame because that's the enemy's goal right there is to make you feel shame. Isaiah 57 says, but the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be put to shame. The Lord will help you get through this struggle. And like I said, I'll be sharing um, more of my story in part two. But just please know that I battled with this for years and the Lord still set me free. He still looks at me with love, no shame, no condemnation, no judgment. And he He forgives me. He doesn't look at me with unforgiveness. And so um, I know that's, that's easier said than done to not feel shame. But I just want to speak that into your life. Please don't feel shame if you've struggled with this. And I know that at least for my journey, I had to take a step back and I had to confess my sins. And I know that he is faithful and just to forgive my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness, which is talked about in 1 John 1, 9. In Psalm 34, 4 through 5, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. If you are hearing this, please know the Lord desires for you not to watch these things anymore, and he desires for you to feel no shame. So repent and start new. Look to him, and he will deliver you, and you will not live in shame. And like I said, I know that sounds easier said than done, um, and that is why I'm going to break down uh, how you can get out of this place and out of these temptations and out of this trap. That's basically what it is, more so in uh, part two. So in this episode, I will be sharing some pretty scary facts that I actually just learned about pornography. And if I had known a lot of these facts, even before I started watching, I'm pretty sure I would not have watched these videos. It, it scared me when I was researching this. 
So I will share what the root of the problem is, who's behind the cameras, how it affects your brain for the long run. And then in part two, like I said, I'll be sharing my story, how I fought against it, um, how the Lord just helped me to push through and how to stop watching these videos. So let's dive in. I know that was a very long introduction, but there's a lot to cover here. So had to give a long introduction. Many believe porn to be a, quote, safe outlet from the world's troubles. In other words, some people feel they can turn to porn for stress relief, a distraction from real life, or even an outlet to help with the experience of growing up and a changing body. If you're going through puberty, you probably know or have gone through puberty, you probably know what I'm talking about. In this day and age, we have the world celebrating it in a way. I mean, I was watching a TV show a few years ago, and the actress comes in the room and says, oh, what are you watching? And the actor was like, oh, it's porn. And the actress got all excited, and she's like, oh, can I watch with you? And I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is literally the world. They just celebrate porn. Many people would like to believe watching it does not do any harm. And that's just, it. it's just a bit of a private and harmless, quote, fun every now and again. Some people think it is okay because it's helping them with stress. Many men and women, but specifically men, have been taught that by watching these videos means you're a man now. You've been tough. Yeah, you grew up. We also hear that boys and men are the main ones who struggle with it. But on the flip side, in the Christian culture, we know it's a sin to watch it. But if you fall into the temptation of watching it, you feel like an awful Christian. You have thoughts of how would God forgive me and the enemy puts all these lies of guilt in your mind. It has trained you to see another person by their body, not as an image bearer like God intended. We are his image bearers, but now you see a body as an object. It has distorted the beautiful creation of sex for after marriage. Jackie Perry said in the Perry's video titled So About Pornography, she said, Pornography is mentally destructive and completely demonic. I am, to be honest, so disturbed by the church. Majority of churches have put the, quote, men struggle with this, men need to guard their eyes, men need to take a hold of themselves, when it's women, too. This is not a temptation that is just for married men, married women, single men, single women, adults, teens, fathers, mothers. It affects so many people, so many stages of life at so many ages. So why do we put on an emphasis on, oh, it's only men or it's only teens or, you know, it's everyone at this day and age. But we also put such an emphasis on, oh, you are so bad, bad, bad if you watch this. And I think both of these emphasis on, um, you know, on both sides is not the correct way to approach this. Now, I will be honest. This is my opinion. If you disagree with me, totally fine. But in my opinion, I feel like the church has not been explicit enough about the struggle. I know that might sound bad, <laughs> but we have learned about sex but more so in like, oh, you get married and then it's beautiful. But until then, it's like, no, it's so ugly. Like, it's like you need that boom to happen. It's like, oh, wow, this is what it is. This is amazing. But before you're married, it's like, oh, no, what a terrible thing. Which, yes, sex was and is created for after marriage. But I think the church, parents, and whoever you are hearing or talking about sex with needs to make an emphasis on it being a beautiful thing within the right context. It's a beautiful thing. But like I said, within the right context, a thing that God created, not a thing that the world has twisted and says, ah, it's just sex or ah, 
you know, you'll bond to the person that way or, uh, you know, makes you feel happy in the moment, takes some stress away. It's not just, just sex. It's a beautiful thing that God has created. And we need to talk about it in that way. That doesn't express shame. We need to have a healthy establishment of what sex is instead of, oh, sex, don't talk about that. Stay away from that subject. Since it's not talked about in a healthy way and people make such a big emphasis on it being bad, 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 children and teens start learning about sex from media, music, famous people, and then these videos or photos that they can get across to because they hear, oh, it's so bad, but then they start seeing these videos or hearing it from their friends and they're like, wait, but it actually looks so good. So they feel like they can't talk about it with the church or with their Christian friends or even with their parents because they've heard all their life, it's so bad until you get married. And so that's why I think we need to switch the emphasis on, no, sex is a beautiful thing, but it's beautiful in the right context after marriage. Now, the first uh, segment I really want to talk about in this episode is a lot of people start watching porn because they're stressed. Now, there's an incredible website that a friend shared with me. It's called Fight the New Drug, which I highly recommend you all look up. It's a very wise informational site about pornography. And they said on their website, watching porn tells the rewards center in your mind to send off a cocktail of chemicals, giving you a temporary buzz. It is a short high that admittedly feels great, keeping you glued to your screen longer. So if you turn to porn because of stress or boredom, it may seem like a great distraction, but it won't last. Even if it does last for a little and helps take the stress level down, there are plenty of other healthier activities you can do to decompress and take a break from stress. Using porn to self-medicate those feelings can actually lead to and fuel existing depression. And as you turn to porn to deal with life, porn actually makes you feel worse. And I can say that from experience. You get addicted to it and it changes the way your brain works, which you can read more about on the Fight the New Drug website. They break down how it truly does change your brain for the long run. It truly is like a drug. That's why they're calling it the modern day drug. So there's a temporary high followed by dissatisfaction, which I will share more on part two regarding my story with with pornography. So as you numb yourself with graphic images and videos, you can miss out on building relationships with friends, family, maybe your partner currently, your husband, your wife, and your community. If you're not actively missing out on relationship opportunities because of porn, Then in the future, porn can negatively impact consumers' expectations for relationships when they do come around. So even though you may not be in a relationship right now, porn will affect how you have a relationship in the future. No amount of porn will take away those stressed or bored feelings. Porn is not an outlet. It's another layer to the problem. Let me say that again. Porn is not an outlet. It's another layer to the problem. You have to figure out what you're trying to numb. For me, it was really just wanting to be in control and I felt alone in the season of life that I was in. I really wanted a boyfriend and I didn't have that and I just felt alone. So for me, I really had to work on those deep levels of control and feeling alone. Now for you, it may be some you know, some other deep level or root, but you need to figure out, okay, what am I trying to numb in the situation? What are those deep levels of this thing that I'm trying to change by watching porn? 
Because if truly, if it wasn't for porn, you would be running somewhere else. Let's just be honest. They, we are humans and we don't want to go through the stresses of life. So, you know, if porn is not a temptation for you, then you're probably running to somewhere else. So you have to go deeper and you have to think about those things that you are running away from and try to find things to self-medicate. So please know that you need to dig deeper, like I said, but try to find things that you're not trying to self-medicate, but you're trying to work through these things. Also know there is hope. Porn is trash and you deserve better. So now I'm going to talk about how porn has twisted the view of sex. Now, after watching these videos, I personally viewed sex as dysfunctional and perverted, not according to the standard that God has given to us in his scriptures. Your mind has to be constantly renewed after watching these things. I mean, it was a constant battle for me. That was the intention of Satan when he placed the temptation inside of the minds of humans to watch porn. He intended to make sex look like something that you need now and to make you very dissatisfied that you didn't have it. If you did have it, like if you're married or maybe you were having sex before marriage, then he would make you want to have a distraction or feel dissatisfied with your person. His goal is to make sex look like not as holy as God had intended it to be. And he also makes it look like you can have it before marriage. Or on the flip side, he's made it look extremely disgusting and horrifying, which was going on in my mind. Pornography has nothing to do with the fruit of the spirit. It has nothing to do with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and self-control. It has nothing to do with that. It teaches people that, oh, I can conquer this other image bearer. Like, I can conquer this other human. It does not lead you to be like Jesus. Jesus was very kind. He was gentle. He was loving and he was patient. Pornography does not lead you to be that way. You may be hearing this and think, why is it evil or sinful to watch if sex is already good and God created it? Well, first of all, like I said, that God created sex to be between one man and one woman. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20 says, flee from sexual immorality. It says flee. <laughs> Every other sin is a person in a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Do you feel like, you know, watching porn and seeing all these images now in your mind, or even maybe masturbation is glorifying to God in your body? I don't think so. And that may sound harsh, but that is just the real reality. 1 Corinthians 6.13 says, The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. We see that our bodies are made to bring glory to God. When Adam first saw Eve in the garden, he saw goodness and he saw beauty. He saw who was so distinctively different, but also very similar, that she was also made in the image of God as well. Porn doesn't allow you to see other image bearers. It just has you see a person and think, this is how I can get my fix, or this is how I can help my 
feeling of needing, you know, attention, or love, whatever. It's very self-focused, it's evil, and it's very harsh. Like I said, this is a heart issue that needs to be fixed, but instead it's taught that the person will fulfill you and fix you, or these videos will fulfill you and fix you. So take a step back, realize what the root cause is. I know I keep saying that, but it's true. Find what the root cause is in this situation and start working on what is truly going on inside. And I want to make an emphasis on this. Yes, you can fight your temptation of watching porn and you can put on all of the filters on your devices. You can have accountability partners. You can have the least stressful life. But if you don't work on issues in your heart, such as lust, control, fear, and other things, it will continue to um, kind of trap you. So you will continue to live in this trap. Preston Perry, which is Jackie Perry's husband, said that some single people will say, I won't watch porn because my soul will be satisfied in marriage. Or they'll sometimes rush into marriage just to satisfy those desires. And then when they don't feel satisfied in marriage or they do feel rejection by their spouse, then they do turn to these videos. So if you watch porn, single or married, know that watching these videos is not going to satisfy you. Just as having sex isn't going to satisfy you. That's why I want to make such a big emphasis on building your foundation in the Lord. Finding your joy and your satisfaction in Him. Fall deeper in love with Him and see to live a life pleasing to Him because He is the only one who's going to fill you up. Yes, sex is great. I'm sure I've never had, you know, sexual intercourse, but <laughs> I know that's probably TMI for people, but, I, you know, I'm sure it's great. It's beautiful within context, you know, after marriage, but it is not going to fulfill you. The Lord is the only person who will and who does fulfill us. Preston and Jackie Perry even said that people hold off watching these videos because they think, oh, God will bless me within marriage, but you should not watch these videos because your satisfaction is in the Lord. Not because, oh, marriage is going to satisfy me. No, your satisfaction is in the Lord and you don't want your heart to be corrupted. A recent study found that those who watch porn frequently were more likely to have lower satisfaction in intimacy in their relationship. Trust me, y'all. You want to have the best sex of your life someday when you're married. And like I said, that might be TMI, but it's true. It's true. You want to have the best sex of your life when you're married someday. And you don't want to look at your person and compare them to what you saw on your screen or even go into the marriage bed having this unrealistic expectation. But that's what porn does to your mind. It gives you an unrealistic expectation. It clogs your mind and you are dissatisfied with your person and the sex you're having with them. Therefore, you turn back to porn as a constant thing to kind of fulfill that need in your mind or those expectations that you had. It is so just defiled and evil and just turn away <laughs> okay so the next uh kind of segment i want to talk about is how porn creates people to be objects now i kind of already touched on this but i wanted to dive a little deeper into it so another reason that the porn industry is exploding is because our world teaches people specifically women to be confident in their own skin and to show that they have to show off to the world that their body is beautiful. I mean, we hear that all the time. 
What this teaches us is that you are only valuable as your body. Most of the time, the women who are in these videos are young women. You rarely see old women. So what it teaches male and female or old or young watching this or that, that what they're watching, that that is what true beauty is, that that is what value is. But 99.9% .9 of the time, we aren't going to live up to that, quote, perfect body or airbrush skin, the perfect angles, the perfect sexual moves that entice a man. It teaches that you that if a man isn't following you around for your body, that you aren't beautiful or that your imperfections on your body make you really ugly and no man is ever going to want you. You must remember that your value is not in what your body looks like or even that your your value isn't to, you know, entice the other gender. Our value is in the Lord. But you also must remember that watching these videos are not going to help you feel better about your body. If you feel insecure about your body, which I will share about in part two, you need to take those insecurities and those lies to the foot of the cross, to Jesus. You need to be honest with him. Be real, be raw, and then open up his word and see what he says about you, how he views you, and what he says about our bodies. Know that you are beautiful, and that is nothing to be prideful about and to flaunt everywhere and just show the whole world what you got underneath. But the whole pornography industry says that, oh, you know, it's okay because you're just showing off your sexuality. What's wrong with that? Well, everything's wrong with that. Yes, we are beautiful people created in the image of God, but that's nothing to be prideful about. Our lives and our bodies were created, like I read in the verse in 1 Corinthians, to bring glory to God. Now, it does say to love your body or to love yourself as you love your neighbor, but it's to love yourself in a healthy way, not in a way of, okay, let me show the world what I got. Let me flaunt everywhere. Let me, you know, wear these type clothing and you know it's just like no that is totally perverted and totally not what god intended so now i'm going to talk about the human trafficking side so fight the new drug said the more we dehumanize someone the more possible it is to commit violence against them and that's what porn does this is a gateway to human trafficking the porn industry uses people that are in sex trafficking. Sex traffickers fund and work these websites, and the people that you may be watching are most of the time sex traffickers. These people are being forced to stay in this and perform for these videos. They want out, guys. They are not treated well, and the people are so unkind to them. And here are their naked bodies being played all over the internet while gross people or people who wanting a numbing tool or people who are curious or people who are bored or people who look at a person with lust. These are the people who are watching these videos without realizing what truly is going on after the cameras are turned off. If they know what is truly going on, if they know this person is sex trafficked and they're like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm sure they want it or, oh, no, it's not a big deal then they are dehumanizing that person like the quote said in the beginning. And then that's when you start committing violence against this person. Um, which I will be sharing a very powerful video on my Instagram about um, there was a man who was very heavily involved in Pornhub and with the sex trafficking um, environment. And um, he eventually became someone who who murdered people 
and it all began with porn. And so I will be sharing that video. It's a very, very deep video, and I'm not going to be discussing it here just because I feel like um, I want to be <laughs> cautious with what I share. Um, and so uh, if you are on Instagram, I will be sharing that video, and I'll share it in a highlight too, so you can check that out if you'd like. But basically, the people in porn industry use people that are sex trafficked, like I said. And um, uh, yeah, so they're just, these people are very infamous for poor working rights conditions for the performers. There are endless stories of performers being tricked, abused, and sometimes drugged so they can compile a scene that this person wants them to perform in. Um, and they don't have consent their contracts are ignored and this side of the audience, the side on the other side of the computer, don't see this side. The story behind the performers pretending to enjoy their work on set, they don't see that. Um, and they don't see that they, they want out and they can't because they are threatened that these people will then come and kill their families or um, even kill them. And so they're forced to stay in these groups. Fight the New Drug said traffickers and sex buyers get ideas from porn and then they make their victims watch as a way of showing them what they are expected to do so that the violent fantasy um, by some porn director and his or her actors become the reality of what the sex trafficking victim is actually going through. A lot of times when people are watching these videos, little do they know that that person is truly being raped. If I had known these facts that I just read to you about the sex trafficking industry and all the other facts I'd read, if I had known these facts when I watched porn when I was a teenager, I know I would have instantly stopped or I would have chosen not to watch it at all. So just think truly about all of these things. And I know when I started researching and learning about all this, it made me sick to my stomach. It still does, guys. And I think that's the thing. It needs to make us sick. This is an evil industry, and we need to stop supporting this. And you're supporting it by watching it. And so that's why I read off these facts, not to scare anyone, but I read off these facts to bring awareness so that we stop watching these videos. We stop supporting these people. And there's just, there's pure evil in the world. And so if we're watching these videos or saying it's actually not that bad, you got to embrace your sexuality, all these things, you're just, you're fueling the fire. And I know that's not the Lord's heart. That is definitely not the Lord's heart. And so if you are currently watching these videos, I just, I encourage you to ask yourself, why am I taking pleasure in watching someone get raped on camera? That's basically what it is. And in the next part two, um, or sorry, not part two, in the next episode, I believe it'll be in the next episode, the one right after this, so next week, I actually have a friend who's coming on the show to talk about uh, human trafficking and how to fight against it. She is making a big difference in the world of fighting against this, and uh, she'll be sharing more facts regarding human trafficking. And so come back for that episode um, just because it really opened up my eyes to things and it also gave me wisdom on how I can fight against this as well. So the last segment I wanted to share regarding pornography is how children are involved with it. These videos are now getting into the hands of children. 
children are curious about sex since it's not a normal conversation to have with parents and they make it extremely uncomfortable. So then the kids look it up on the internet. So um, they see that it looks enjoyable and they want to try it out. And so then that leads usually to either masturbation or that leads to them offending other children so that they can have access to try it out on those other kids. Now that scares me so much because, you know, if my parents hadn't talked about sex with me and, um, you know, if I, I felt very uncomfortable about it or learned it from school and, you know, and then I hear, oh, the church says it's so bad, but I just looked up these videos and they actually look really good. These kids are doing that and then they're trying it out on each other. And so it's just, it's a sad reality. And um, a lot of these these kids, there was a lot of interviews that were watching. They were saying that they didn't feel comfortable to ask questions to the adults around them, whether a parent, close family member, whatever. And so I personally think parents need to speak openly about sex or having those sexual conversations starting at a young age. But not only that, they need to teach that the reason sex was created was to bring glory to God but also that God created it to be a beautiful thing within marriage. It's supposed to be saved for marriage. They also need to teach that God created our bodies to be beautiful, but most importantly, our bodies were created for God. So instead of teaching them that people's bodies are objects, they need to be taught that this body right here is another image bearer for the Lord and created by the Lord. And so I think if, you know, kids just start realizing that at a young age that, oh, you know, instead of, okay, save sex for after marriage or, you know, sex is bad if you do it before marriage, which, yes, I don't believe you should have sexual intercourse before marriage, but, you know, putting so much shame on it, then obviously they're going to start being like, oh, but what about that movie I just saw? That gave me butterflies, you know? So I think when you be teaching on the other side is like, hey, sex is a beautiful thing but it's beautiful after you're married. And, you know, you do want to have the best sex of your life, but you got to wait for after marriage. And porn is not going to help that. And so I dive more into the whole children aspect in part two, if you are more interested in that. Now, all of that I just shared is a lot of deep, deep things. And this is a very heavy subject, like I've stated before. This is a battle, and this is our modern-day drug. It's a tool that the enemy has used to change so many lives and not for the better. But here's the true fact in this. We do have hope. We do have hope. And I don't care what gender you are, how old you are, single, dating, married, if your life is great, or if you're super stressed out, you can get out of this hole, and you can help others get out of it too. And guess what? You are forgiven, but you must take the first step and repent it to the Lord. And I'll talk about that more in part two. But I just wanted to, at least in this episode, build the foundation of what pornography is and how it has changed so many in our culture and how it has changed the beautiful creation of sex and how it just has changed everybody's minds. And you know how many people have actually stumbled upon these videos is just so sad. 
I know for me, um, when I started watching pornography, you know, it, it did definitely felt like a trap. Um, and I definitely did feel a lot of shame, but I want from this episode for whoever's listening, whether you've struggled with it or not, please do not feel shame. Because like I said in the beginning, that is the enemy's goal is to make you feel shame. And so friend, listen, (laughs) this may be a battle and you may be trying to get out of it, but just know that by coming to the foot of the cross, you are forgiven and there is no shame. The Lord has thrown your sins as far as the east is from the west and there is freedom. And so, like I said, I know this was a very deep uh, episode with a lot of information, but I truly believe that with us being informed, then we can help others be informed, bring awareness to this and be able to help loved ones um, who are watching these things and maybe don't even think about it or maybe just think it's not bad. And so feel free to share this episode with whoever um, and we can start changing um, the view on all of this and changing just our generation. So please, like I said, know that I am not shaming anyone. I share all of this with love. It might sound harsh here and there, but I do share it with love. Um, And I just share these things because I want to bring awareness. And I encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom on how to break this temptation or give you wisdom on how to help someone else who struggles with it. The Holy Spirit will give you strength, but one thing God doesn't do is condemn and you will push through this. So thank you so much for listening, friends. Um, Come back for next week's episode when I will be talking with my friend Ashley about human trafficking and then the next next week's episode on part two regarding my story and answering your questions and how you personally can walk out of this trap of pornography. Make sure to subscribe, to follow along, share this episode with your friends, um, and just know that I'm always here if you struggle with this or if you know someone who does struggle with it. I'm here. I'm willing to talk. I'm willing to answer any questions. I'm willing to pray with you and just know that I will not condemn, shame you, and I will truly love on you because that's what Jesus does. All right. Have a good week, friends, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.